This is Brian Potter and I am a Shelly Spears and welcome to the Space of Grace podcast. This podcast is for everyday people like us, regardless of sex, age, and background. To make room for people to encounter God's grace throughout their lives. So come into our space where we welcome real conversations. Hello, everyone. My name is Brian Potter, one of the founders here at Space of Grace. Welcome. And I'm Shelly Spears, the other founder. Hey, y'all. Woo woo. <laughs> and we are so blessed, guys, and honored to have with us a beautiful uh, married couple who puts their faith and their heart in Christ, Benny and Lauren. And they are here today to share their testimony and journey um, as a married couple and to give you the encouragement um, as you're, if you're out there dating and you're single or married, to give you encouragement that aligns back to Christ. So without further ado, please help us to welcome Benny and Lauren. Hello. Hello, hello. We're so everyone. excited hello. to join you guys today and tell you a little bit about our story and hopefully it'll encourage you to yes. continue this journey with Christ and wherever you are with your walk. Yes, yes, yes. We are excited. Absolutely. To share our story and we want you guys to um, be inspired and just to have, you know, that tenacity um, in your singlehood, whether you're dating or whether you in the process of getting married, we hope our story will encourage you. So I am Benny Walker. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, on the west side of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I'm the youngest out of five siblings. Um, and I uh, have been married. Me and my wife have been married now for a year. It's going to be June 1st. Um, we married June 1st, 2019. So we're coming up on our one year anniversary. We currently live in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we live in Memphis, Tennessee, and we have been in Memphis for a couple years now. And I wanted to just talk a little bit about uh, my journey and where my journey started uh, with the Lord and where my walk started with Christ. So I was raised in a Baptist traditional church, missionary Baptist to be exact. Um, uh, my family is in ministry. Um, so that was something that was always a part of my life was being involved in church. Uh, while I was raised in church, I really did not know the Lord until I went to college at Jackson State University. And that's where I really, really met the Lord. And before I went to college, there were some things that I had really struggled with. You know, I struggled with uh, fornication and I struggled with lust and even pornography uh, before I went to college. And it was not until I went to Jackson State that I met Jesus and I really accepted him into my life. And so I had joined a campus ministry and I also had founder, found a church home in Jackson, Mississippi, where I went to school at. And that is really where um, my journey began. And uh, that's where I found my calling. Even as a minister, I found my calling and I, it, it helped me so much so to where I had made the commitment to abstain from all sexual activity and wait for my wife. And that's where I met my wife was at Jackson State University. And so we decided um, to wait for marriage at Jackson State. And that's where really where my had, my journey had begun. Awesome. So a little bit about my story. So I am the other whole, not half, but whole 
I've been in line. I'm Lauren Walker from Sweet Home, Huntsville, Alabama. My testimony begins at the young age of nine years old. I lived in a typical family, mom, dad, my brother. um, And I remember going to a missionary Baptist church and giving my life to Christ at nine years old. But, you know, at nine years old, you can't really comprehend um, what a relationship with Christ was. And so I was kind of at that point where I knew what God was. I knew who he was and I knew the rules of the Bible and I knew the books of the Bible and what the Bible said. But I didn't know about that relationship part. And so it wasn't until um, I was in high school, my parents got a divorce and I started experiencing depression and anxiety and got into a really low and dark place. I started drinking and partying and drifted away from my foundation. And in the midst of all of that, I was at a girls group and I decided to make a commitment that I didn't know was so big. But I said, Lord, because you helped me get through everything I was going through with my parents' divorce, I am going to stay abstinent Mm. until I'm married. And I, I was able to keep that commitment until I married my now husband. Um, but yes, yes, <laughs> in yes. the midst of that, I was tested and tried so many, so many different times. And so it wasn't an easy process. Um, and then my, my relationship with Christ just blossomed even more when I went to college. I um, started doing ministry there, found a good church home, had friends who were also believing and had that community of people to kind of lift me up. And so here we are today, you know, eight years later, after I made that commitment and praise God. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a little bit about my story and my journey to now. Oh, that's so beautiful, guys. Yes, it is definitely, um, definitely a beautiful story about how the both of you, you know, just had to kind of make those like huge commitments to kind of stick through and just how um, God just kind of blessed you guys um, at the end. Um, I wanted you to share with us how you were led to start your ministry to help people to to build and sustain healthy marriages. So throughout college, we saw so many of our, our friends um, who wanted to kind of abstain from, you know, all sexual activity. But let's be honest, college is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely challenging. And it, there aren't very many people um, sometimes depending upon what environment or culture you're brought up in mm-hmm. or have made that commitment. And so when we made the commitment, our goal and our objective was to help so many other people around us make the same commitment to, you know, away from marriage and away from their spouses. And so our ministry was birthed mm-hmm. on the campus of Jackson State University. And we started with our friends and we got our friends to make that commitment. Mm-hmm. And it went from there. And so we believe that when you're when you're waiting for marriage, it is one of the best things that you can do for the success of your marriage. Absolutely. I think it's really important in anything to lay a foundation. Yeah. And that foundation for a happy marriage and a healthy marriage starts when you're single. And so it was important for us to target really the singles. Yeah. So let's get you whole. Let's yes. get you ready yes. financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, every single area so that you are ready for marriage. And so that you, your marriage won't fail because you didn't steward your singlehood correctly. 
Wow, that was really good. Which brings me to my next question of why do you think godly marriages are worth fighting for? I believe godly marriages are worth fighting for because there is a purpose in the reason that the marriage is put together. Uh, God has a purpose in which he's placed Benny and Lauren together. So you have to fight for the purpose, even when um, you don't like each other, even when you have disagreements or you have situations that might arise. Mm. It is the purpose of God that remains that you're still fighting for and the assignment that is placed on your marriage to be fulfilled as well. So that's why I believe um, it's worth fighting for. Yeah, and I think for me, I saw in my family, I saw my grandma's marriage end in divorce. I saw my mother's marriage end in divorce. And I didn't want to do that statistic. I didn't want to fall into that same thing. I saw the statistics that... More than 50% of marriages end in divorce. And I wanted to make it a point to do whatever I could for us to not end there. That somehow in some way with the hope of God and the grace of God that we'll be able to sustain our marriage to the point where we don't end up in divorce or anything like that. So it's completely, it's so important um, to fight for your marriage and the fighting really begins. It's, it's fighting the enemy, not each other. And I think a lot of, a lot of married couples, they'll look at each other as the enemy and they don't look at their one true enemy (laughs) to be fighting. Yes. Yes. And you have to fight in prayer. You have to fight in prayer and you have Mm. to allow the Lord, you know, to fight your battles. You have to allow the Lord to, Um, (laughs) you know, do what he can do in your marriage, because obviously if you could do Mm. something, it wouldn't be at the state that it's in. So prayer is a really good principle uh, to have in order to fight um, in your marriage. I think that was so good, guys. So much wisdom in regards to what you just shared. And I just feel that's so important for us to really um, understand that it's worth fighting for marriages because they are purposeful. They are a ministry. You know, God, like you said, puts two people together to carry out his will, his work. And uh, us yes. going about that without intention, without being intentional, we can end up in a marriage that mm-hmm. we were never meant to be ended up in. And as a result, we're not able to carry out the call that God has um, on our life with fulfillment. And so I just think that is so key that you guys shared. And I hope that our listeners are encouraged, whether you are in a marriage now and you might have felt that you might have married the the one that wasn't for you. Well, then like Benny just shared, pray, pray. That is your answer to seek God and connect up with your heart to receive healing, restoration, because God can do it all. He can bring dead, dry bones back to life. And so don't forget that. But also for those who are single or dating right now, just be purposeful in your who you're choosing. Um, <laughs> your choice is so paramount on the generations that you will birth. And you want to be able to, do, to birth the right generation um, that is mm. full of God's purpose and will. And um, that is just so key. So thank you, Benny and Lauren, for diving deeper um, into the importance of why marriages, healthy marriages that are uh, centered with Christ are worth fighting for. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, my next question to you is, what have you noticed about marriages today that are unhealthy and mm. healthy? So give us some examples, uh, Benny and Lauren, please, of that. 
I will say for healthy marriages, it starts with a great friendship. For us, we started our marriage with being just friends and we were friends for several years. And then the Lord just put something in me that was like, wow, you know, I really want to pursue Lauren now. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She loves the Lord. She is completely sold out to the Lord. And so I think healthy marriages start off with being great friends. And when everything fails, you lean and support on that friendship. Like we were friends starting off, so we still have to continue to go back to that foundation. Mm -hmm. What um, allowed for us to get off the path of us being friends, having fun like we used to as friends. So in order to continue to be, uh, have a healthy marriage is to remain friends. And if you, I think if you, if you think about also, you know, healthy marriages, it's communication, you know, that's another piece that is so important. And I think communication, Mm -hmm. really the foundation of it is honesty and you being open with that person about anything and everything um, so that you don't feel like you can't say certain things. Um, and I think that's something that you learn, like how, how open am I supposed to be, you know, in a marriage versus a courtship versus just dating someone. It's like kind of phases of that, right. but learning each other and learning how to communicate effectively is so detrimental and important for the success of a healthy yeah. marriage. And I've noticed with unhealthy marriages is sometimes in marriages, there are there may be people who are unequally yoked. You know, the Bible talks about in Second Corinthians mm-hmm. about um, yoking yourself with uh, believers. And just it talks about um, not to be unequally unequally yoked with uh, non-believers and sometimes uh, marriages um, are unequally yoked, yoked with as far as being committed to God. You might have a spouse uh, that might have accepted the Lord and just sold out completely to the Lord, but then you have this other spouse who mm-hmm. is not and who's haven't really made that commitment. And so we find ourselves oftentimes we see spouses sometimes settle to accept the first person that approaches them or let's just start liking them. And so, um, but the Lord does not want us to settle. He wants us to be with uh, people that are equally lo- equally yoked with people who have the same desire mm-hmm. to please God and to live a life that is pleasing to him. So I believe uh, being unequally yoked can sometimes contribute to an unhealthy marriage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think uh, another unhealthy kind of trait is the finances. Like a lot of people yeah. um, kind of, it's a hard thing to, when you look at just the African-American community, um, we weren't taught finances. A lot of families weren't. And some other mm-hmm. different um, demographics are, but if it's not in your family, if you didn't see your mom be a good steward of money or your dad be a good steward of money, how do you learn these things? So it's important for the single person to mm-hmm. get, you know, get all of the knowledge that you need about how do you make a budget? How do you save money? What do I want retirement to look like? When do I want to retire? Right. What are my goals for my career? How much money do I want to make in 10 years, 15 years? And like have that as a game plan and maintain that so that you're not coming into a marriage with no type of habits. And it's it's okay to have debt. We both had student loan debt coming in 
into marriage, but we had a game plan. We said in five years, we want this thing paid off, you know, and we want you know, like we, before we even got married, we, we were actively looking at houses and we bought a house before we got married so that we would be homeowners Amen. We would have ownership. <laughs> we would walk into a marriage with something that's tangible that shows that, the, you know, the good fruit that yeah. we were able to maintain mm-hmm you know, balance our finances. So it's so important to, um, to get a manage and a hold on finances. Um, and that's really a good trait of a healthy Mm. marriage is healthy finances. Yeah. That's so good. And kind of like the common theme of while you guys were talking that I was hearing is being on the same page, (laughs) um, and sharing that unity, like, being on the same page is um, sometimes there's work to get on the same page. Um, But when there is unity, obviously in the marriage, um, things just kind of, I feel like it just, it just feels like things can just kind of, all right, we can kind of (laughs) move. We can kind of fall into place because you have the same vision. Um, And I feel like when you guys were talking about unequally yoke, um, couples it's like well because someone doesn't have of that same vision as somebody else and or that purpose and when you like put your mission statements next to each other it's looking at them like um why is your so left field you know than mine being on the same page is is huge is as oh my gosh it's just huge communication brings you on the same page it sounds so simple but um, we're in an imperfect, we're in an imperfect world and there wouldn't be issues if no one, you know, if everyone was on the same page. So I just, I love that. Uh, that was, um, what is something you guys wish you knew before getting married? Or do you feel like you were prepared, uh, for marriage? Um, and if so, why? I love what you said about the house. Like you guys kind of bought a house prior to marriage. So, so where would you guys feel like you were before you um, got married? I think um, for me, it was, it's okay to learn as you go in marriage. I felt the, once, as soon as we got engaged, I felt the pressure of, we got to plan this wedding. We got to do marriage counseling. We have to read these books. We have to cross these mm. I's and cross these T's. There was so much preparation for the big day. So much preparation mm. for the future of your marriage that you feel like if you don't read every book, if you don't read every article, if you don't go through every course or sit through every counseling session, that you won't be prepared. And we did all those things Mm. and we got in the marriage and there were still some things that we had to learn. We, We had to learn them in it. We didn't learn them before. And it's because marriage is one of those things where you learn while doing no, you know, it's it's kind of like having a baby. People can tell you and prepare you, but until you have that, baby, mm-hmm. you don't really know exactly what it's going to be like. So, mm-hmm. I think it was important for us to um, just understand and, and kind of give ourselves that that grace that okay, we're going to learn some stuff as we yeah. go, and it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to still be beautiful, and it's still going to be our story, and it's still good, you know. So that was thing. Yeah. I think uh, coming from a man's perspective and being a husband, the things that I will say and communicate even to guys uh, before you get married is you have to make sure that 
uh, we spoke about foundation earlier. You have to make sure that that foundation is set mm-hmm. uh, for your wife. If you are believing God for a wife or even dating, uh, you want to make sure that you have a foundation that is set to where your wife can just walk into what you have already established. Um, that being making sure that you are financially stable with a consistent income. Not saying that you have to be, you know, a top baller or you have to be right. a billionaire or a gazillionaire. You just have to have a, a like a consistent income coming in to where you can provide for your household, provide for your wife. Mm. Even if you may not even have, um, you know, a lot of money coming in, you want to make sure that you have goals in place um, to where you have something that you can achieve and that you see uh, the things that you want to do and the goals that you have that you can accomplish. Um, you want to make sure that you can lead your wife spiritually as well um, and also have vision for your marriage. Uh, you have to have vision so that you can give to your wife to say, this is where I believe that we are going to go. These are some of the things that um, I think we should accomplish going forward. And so that vision is your roadmap. So before you get married, always have, I think vision is important uh, because I believe it's the roadmap for the success and the trajectory of the marriage. So good. I think that is so needed, guys, that are listening out there, our Mm -hmm. listeners, just to really understand, um, you know, some really good advice in regards to areas that you can prepare for in marriage. And if you're in marriage, takes this advice as well to continue to bring life into your marriage and build you up. Um, But I love what you both shared, Benny and Lauren. So thank you. And I, I get a good segue, I believe, is to ask you, what do you feel? are the two most important things that one must know before getting married. So I would love for Lauren and Benny separately to, sh- to share your thoughts on that response for the question. So what do you feel are two important things that one must know before getting married? If you have three, go ahead, share it. led <laughs> by the spirit, but um, <laughs> just wanted to kind of give you some context. Um, two important things that one must know before getting married is I will say um, kind of going back to what I was saying before is um, making sure that you are just focused from a standpoint of your spiritual development and making sure that uh, your relationship with God is solid. Um, because when you get married, let me tell you from experience, there are some things that you're going to see coming um, that you um are going to be able to get through through your relationship with Christ. So it's important to have a very strong relationship with God. Um, and being in a place to where I'm committed to growing in my relationship with God, not saying that you have everything together, because we all don't have everything together. But yeah, mm-hmm. we're all still growing, but making sure that you have uh, you're committed to growing with God. Yeah. It's a very important thing. I would say one for me, I think, I wish I knew the level of selflessness and compromise that is necessary when married. And I think single people 
look, or let me just speak for myself. When I was single, I looked at <laughs> as, oh my gosh, you know, this is, you get to be with someone and you get to cuddle all the time and you get to do all these fun things together. That's good. But then there's another side of it where it's like, when you're single, you get to, you have the autonomy to make every single decision that you want on your own. If you want to go and spend a hundred dollars on some shoes, you go spend that hundred dollars, girl. You know, if you want to go, <laughs> if you want to go to Chinese food for dinner, you get to pick what you want to eat, and you don't have to consider someone else's feelings and emotions and desires and passions and wants. And when you get married, mm. every single decision, like the little ones all the way to the big ones of where we're gonna live in five years, has to be made together, which gives you, you know. It, it's a good thing because it's like as a woman that takes some of the pressure off of me. I don't have to figure everything out. But also, it's like I don't always get my way. I have to learn how to be I'm less. Say that one more time. One <laughs> I have to learn. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's you know we're we're taught once we get out of our parents' house and we you know we move out and maybe we get this job or we graduate college. We, we then have this sense of independence and, and taking that independence as a woman and then putting it with a man, it's, it's a transition. It's definitely a transition for that. Wow. wow. I want... There's so much I want to reflect. But, but, I'll let you go, Shelly, and then I'll reflect. Okay. Um, I, wanted, I want you guys to just kind of expand on uh, the point of what happens when you don't Get your weight <laughs> um, in marriage so because good. I know that it can it can really trigger a mess with some people where maybe they feel like oh I didn't get my way I never get my way in life mm-hmm. blah 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 either insecurities or this time it's like okay or on the other spectrum someone feeling like I didn't get my way they're bossy they're this and just kind of focusing on the wrong things and I know that there has to be a, a level of trust. When things don't go our way, so I just wanted to know you guys to um, to reflect or just kind of just expand on that. What happens in navigating through the waters of not getting your way? Uh, to be honest, it's not easy, especially when yeah. you want your you have your mind set up like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm I have everything in place, and this is how I'm going to accomplish it. And so you take your mindset and then you consider it with another person. And then that person might have an opposing view or may not think that that decision needs to happen right now. I think Mm. the best tool when that occurs is doing what's best for the marriage in the phase that it is in. If the decision is going Mm. to affect um, your marriage, then... You have to uh, take that person voice on what they have to say. Uh, you have mm. to definitely hear them out and hear what your spouse have to say and uh, hear their opinions and just not be selfish and saying, I don't care what you have to say. Um, I'm going to make this decision. You can't do that in marriage. You have to definitely do what's best for the marriage. And uh, I, I believe being a husband, that has been the best thing that we've done so far. Yeah, I think um, you really have to like go back to what you learned when you first got saved. And that's about being a servant 
for Christ, you know, you have to, yeah. you have to love to serve your spouse. You have to love yes, to good. want to please them. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like you just want to yes. please the Lord. You want God mm-hmm. to smile when you, you know, you do certain things. And if you have a heart for that, um, even when you want your way, there's something in you that also wants them to be pleased. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the compromise goes. And it's not, I don't always get my way all the time. He doesn't always get his way all the time. But because we love each other so much and because we won't have a willingness to make each other smile and to serve each other, it's like we, we find mm-hmm. that it's like you're dancing. You just find that flow of, okay, sometimes I'll let we get to get, eat Chinese because that's your favorite food. And sometimes we'll eat Mexican because that's mine. Or soul food. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but you're saying the balance. And that, and I'm going to go back to a question that I had in my heart. I have a question, rather a reflection of we, I can't speak for others, but I know that God has had to show me that marriage is not about happiness. Yeah. That marriage is meant for mm-hmm. God's purpose to be done on earth. And marriage is a reflection of God's love uh, for us through Jesus Christ and bringing people together to be one, carrying out his will. And so take it even deeper, God really desires for us to put our fulfillment, to receive our fulfillment from him. But often what you'll see in failed marriages and marriages that are struggling is that people are looking to their spouse to bring them fulfillment. And yes. then they're let down because they don't put this expectation mm-hmm. out that my husband, my wife should fulfill me. They should bring me happiness. I should always mm-hmm. be happy. If I'm not happy, then we need to get divorced because this is not the purpose of marriage. Right. They have it so mm-hmm. backwards. And that is the world's way of thinking. But even I believe mm-hmm. Christian, in the Christian faith that can often be uh, transpired in marriages where they really don't have the right mindset uh, that God desires to have as we are husband and wife. And so I think going back off to you, Sharing needs to be a balance, right, of trying to please your spouse. Well, I think you do that best when you're looking to God. You're looking to God to direct you in your marriage. You're looking to God to receive that fulfillment. And if you receive yeah. that fulfillment through him, he'll give you that heart. He'll He'll help you to have that humility to say, okay, today's your day. What you want to do today? What you want to eat today? You know, yes. God will provide you with that, that art and love to, to, to carry that out well. <laughs> um, and so it's yeah. a journey for all of us. But that just really on my heart to share. So, so, so good. So, so good. Shelly, any other thoughts in regards to what yes. you shared? Um, I, personally, I'm just sitting behind this mic absorbing all of it. <laughs> um, you know, because what you're saying, you know, it's so good. But definitely in in full agreement that um, you really have to Mm -hmm. go back to the basics. Sometimes I feel like we complex um, or we complicate Christianity sometimes. And that is so true. Yeah. And I feel like God's like, um, my foundation was servanthood. I love you. Love yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And love your neighbors. Mm -hmm. And because that is just going to be the theme for the rest of your life, um, when it's hard, when it's difficult, when it's easy, um, and when it's just challenging, when you when you have no emotion, when you have all the emotions, um, you know, sometimes we it's in those complicated places and seasons where I feel like so we gotta go back to the basics sometimes. Mm. So I love I love that absolutely. We definitely, even in our marriage, we go back to the basics all the time. Like 
we have to, you know, schedule date nights, you know, consistently. Every week we schedule a date night to ensure that, okay, you know, we're building this friendship continuously. We're building our relationship because you don't want a stale marriage. You know, you don't want a dry marriage and you're continuing to learn each other in each season and each phase of your life. I'm still learning mm. more. You know, I'm still learning what she likes and, and, you know, what, you know, what she's doing in her life and what her aspirations and what her passions is. And so you definitely have to continue to to desire each other and yeah. to learn each other. So, so good. And I mean, going off of that, you know, I would love for you guys to share with us. How have you offered yourself grace and each other grace um, throughout your time in courtship, but also in marriage? So what are some things that you might have found challenging that you really had to offer grace in? You guys have shared so much great, um, you know, things right now, great advice in your journey, but how have you offered grace to yourselves and each other? I think for me, it's it's been, um, you know, I had a, I guess a level of perfectionism, which is really not godly, but this this idea of of this perfect wife that I would be, and then you become one, and you're not what you had in mind. You're you know, you, it's like you keep something happens and you get mad and you don't respond like you want to, or you know, you don't serve like you don't honor, you don't yeah. submit, whatever it is, you you just, you don't see yourself in those elements of how you thought you would be as a wife. And the Lord is showing me how to give myself grace mm. in that. Like, it's okay. Like you're, as you're weak, I am strong in you. Like he is made strong in my weakness. Mm. So it's okay for me to, to figure it out and to become, you know, in the words of Michelle Obama, you yeah. know, become who I want to become who I want to I aspire to to be like it's not something that's going to happen overnight and it's I'm never always going to get it right but I can give myself grace when I don't Amen. So good. I have to give myself grace mm-hmm. in learning how to like prioritize my time even in courting and dating and up till we were married um, I had so much on my plate I was in ministry, I was in school pursuing higher education. Um, I had just proposed to Lauren. And, um, there were so many things that I was just kind of juggling and that were um, mm. that took up my time. So I did not always give my wife the time or attention that she needed at times because I had those increased responsibilities. So I had to give myself grace in learning how to balance and being in a relationship and being involved and all of the other things that I had before me. And so I had to learn how to say no to things. I had to learn how uh, to balance my time and be intentional with, you know, doing things with my time and making sure that I prioritize uh, Lauren and prioritize our relationship and uh, making sure I made her feel special. And so that's where I had to get myself breaks in was, making sure that I prioritize things in my life. So good. And I think I can speak for myself, but it's something that I've mm. heard from a lot of people in general, whether believers or not, um, prioritizing, putting what is most important first and not mm-hmm. getting ourselves and too many things that draw us away from what we are meant to be doing 
And it's not just good to do good things. We need to do things that we're really called to be doing um, and we're anointed for and yeah. time for, not just a bunch of good things that we get ourselves mm. busy. In this society, we get in, caught up in the busyness of life. We say, oh, we're busy, busy, busy. I'm busy, I'm busy, busy. But God wants us to be productive yes. because in productivity, there yeah, is not food. In busyness, in my opinion, there is not food. And so Absolutely. I just, I really, yeah. I really uh, connected with that, Benny, when you shared, mm-hmm. you know, you really trying your best with God's grace to learn how to be productive in a season where there's a lot of things going mm-hmm. on, you know, engaging, uh, getting engaged to Lauren and, and, and doing ministry and in school. And you can do all those great things, but yeah. it's good to have our eyes set on Jesus in those moments so we don't get so far off from what he's really wanting yes. us to put our time and energy into so thank you for that. Thank you for that. Girl, that's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's really good. And definitely, guys, just offer you, yourselves grace. We are not perfect. We will never have it together. We will always kind of be all over the place. Um, yeah. And especially when we picture one thing and our expectations are just not met, um, either by because of just happened circumstance or just because um, in those moments, God wants to teach us that we got to offer ourselves grace, but most importantly, we have to also offer our significant others grace. The same grace that was given uh, to us should definitely be offered to them because they're not going to meet all of our needs all the time. They're going to mess up. They're going to fall short. They're going to um, just kind of, they're going to either say things that you're like, wow, you is that how you feel today? <laughs> um, or Who's this person? Right. <laughs> you know, like, did you skip your uh, time of God today? So, <laughs> so it's like, you know, all these things might take place. And it's not because it's the end of the world. It's just because, you know, um, we're just not perfect. So definitely just kind of take some deep breaths sometimes and just grace. <laughs> just ha- Just offer, you know each other grace. Um, and I've definitely just been enjoying this time uh, with you guys uh, today. And so much. Uh, before we wrap up, I just wanted to know, like kind of, I know everyone's in different seasons, um, especially during this time, but kind of based on mm-hmm. where you both are now in life or separately, um, what final words would you like to share uh, to our listeners? And then how can they find you guys? Well, final words is for those who are listening and you are just believing God for a spouse, you are believing God for marriage. I want to encourage you um, to, you know, continue to pray and seek God for that spouse. And I want to encourage you that he has someone for you. Like there is someone that God has created and tailor made specifically for you and for your life. Don't lose hope. Don't settle. Uh, Don't get a counterfeit because God has somebody that is literally yoked up for your life. And so continue to do the necessary steps to ensure that when that person comes into your life, that you will be prepared when God puts you in that person's face. So continue Mm. continue to build your life with Christ. Continue to build that foundation so that you can be everything that God has called you 
to be during this season. Yep. And I would leave um, all of the listeners with life is a journey. It's not a race. And so just remember whether you are 21 about to start college or you're 40 and you're looking for your spouse, like this is your time. The season that you're in is the time that you're supposed to be in purpose. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be doing what God called you you to do. When, When I was single, that was the one of the greatest times of my life because I was lost in God. I was doing everything for him. Everything I did was, was to please God. And it's like, you have to take advantage of the season that you're in. So whether you're single, you're dating, you're married, you're 20, you're 50, whatever age you are, whatever facet in life you are, you have to um, take heed to that and really just get lost in the purpose that God has called for you during that time. Yes, yes, yes. And now she's in the best season of her life, right? Shameless plug. You know I had to put that in there. Absolutely. We receive it. We like yeah, it. Hey, can, come on now. You can find us at www.gracetowait.com. We also have a Facebook page, Grace to Wait. And we also have an Instagram, Grace to Wait, as well. So please uh, like, follow, um, and visit our website. We have some products. We have some uh, YouTube videos as well. So you can just search Benny and Lauren and our videos will come up. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we just hope out there you are encouraged by this beautiful uh, married couple of God. And uh, Benny and Lauren, we just want to honor you and say thank you so much yeah. for blessing us with your time today and sharing your testimony and your journey. It's blessed yes. us and we are definitely encouraged and know it's going to bless our listeners. So thank you again for coming out today. Thank you so much. You are welcome. We hope that you enjoyed that episode and will continue to make room and space for grace. Make sure to subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. You can connect with us by going to our milkshake account at msha.ke slash space of grace podcast, where you'll find our Instagram, Facebook, website, and ways to listen to space of grace. Don't forget to tune in every Monday. It's going to be dope.